This is Hammond and Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. It is early on Friday, but this couldn't wait. I'm so mad at you. There's so many good stories this week, and by so many good stories, I mean there's one story this week. Well, I just want to say I was in bed. It was like 9.15, and I haven't text me and was like when do you want to record today and i said oh whenever and he's like how about right now and i said fuck you we have to do it now because i'm afraid there will be like 10 other fallwell related stories within the next hour so it's like let's let's stop now (laughs) and get on this uh i don't even know where to begin on this one because (laughs) there's so much but i figured what might be helpful is if you want to understand the Falwell thing, it may help to step back a couple of years to understand where this even started from. Because I honestly think that has gotten completely lost. Ooh, are you going to tell us a whole story, Hammond? I'll tell you a whole story about this. So uh, let's, I'm going to try to explain it from the beginning. Tell me when to stop if any of this doesn't make sense. Okay. So like two, three years ago in Politico, there's a guy named uh, Brandon Ambrosino who was a former Liberty student, I believe, who published an article who has contacts at the school who posted this article saying that, and I'm summarizing this quite a bit, but basically it had the phrase, Liberty University presents itself as a temple of virtue, but it's founding family's secret Miami hostel is mm-hmm. a cesspool of vice. Mm-hmm. And basically what Brandon... Hostile. Hostile. So what Brandon found is that in Miami Beach, which is the home to many gay nightclubs and things like that, there was a hostel, which is a place you... It's like a super cheap hotel where you might be in a room with like six other people, but it's really cheap, so it's easy to stay. I've done it when I've oh, traveled yeah. in other countries sometimes. Um he yeah, said, if you're 22 in Europe or Australia totally. and you didn't stay in a hostel, what are you even doing? Right. And they said, like, there's this hostel in Miami Beach, which is not weird, mm-hmm. which obviously caters to gay people, which is not weird in that area. But Jerry Falwell and his family had, like, the investment in this hostel. Isn't that weird? Um, and one of the things... You don't hear a lot about hostels and hotels as like investment opportunities they're pretty risky and pretty low profit margins aren't they i I don't know the answer to that but here's one of the things that brandon pointed out you know at liberty students cannot consume alcohol they cannot consume tobacco you cannot sleep with anyone of a different gender um this is For all students, even if you don't live on campus, that is part of the ethics code. Obviously, Liberty doesn't want anything to do with you if you're openly gay and not deeply ashamed of that. (laughs) And then here's what he wrote in that piece. And yet here we were in perhaps the gayest six square miles in the United States, South South Beach, Miami, staying in Falwell's gay-friendly flop house with an on-site liquor store. There was a liquor store oh, attached dang. to the hospital. 
So it was weird. It's again, the entire story was why are the Falwells investing in this place? That's weird. Uh-huh. And the reason anyone knew anything about that is because I guess someone else who had made an investment in there had filed a lawsuit because the business deal went shady and they were like, we own it. No, you own it. Whatever it is. They were all arguing about who owns how much of this place. And like the in the lawsuit, it said, well, the Falwells were also investing in this. And that's how this became a story. It's like, well, what the hell is this guy talking about? Uh-huh. And it turned out there was another investor who has now become known as the pool boy. Uh-huh. Uh, Giancarlo Granda and his father were also investors in this place. But that led to basically another issue, which is, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> okay. So that's where the story first kind of broke. That was in 2017. So several months later, we get to like a BuzzFeed report in May of 2018 that basically gets more into this. And what they found out, according to the lawsuit, sorry, the lawsuit had not been reported. It was just weird that the Falwells had a stake in this hostel. But what this lawsuit several months later said is that, um, I'm going to quote from this BuzzFeed article, the suit was brought by a father and son who claimed that after they helped conceive of the business, the pool attendant and Falwell wrongly cut them out of it. And it explained how these people even met. Like the the lawsuit said, Falwell and his wife were guests at a hotel in Miami Beach in 2012. They developed a, quote, friendly relationship with this pool attendant, Giancarlo mm-hmm. Granda. So when we say he's a pool boy, we're speaking quite literally. He's a literal pool attendant. My my understanding of it is if you're at one of those fancy resorts where a lot of people are just lounging around the pool and uh-huh. stuff, you have a bunch of attendants who are serving drinks, chatting it up with, with the attendees and things like that. And a lot of them are really good looking. You get a lot of tips that way. It's It's mm-hmm. a nice job if you can get it, you know? And they clearly met this guy that way. The nature of that relationship is usually like, can I please have a drink? That's about the end. So essentially, this is just developing a a relationship with your server, who you like. Kind of, yeah. It's like you went to a restaurant, became besties with the server out of nowhere. Listen, I have done that, and I'm not ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me if this happened. Did Did the server, uh, wait, were you the server or were you the customer? I was the customer. Okay. Did you ever fly the server in your private jet? And okay. yeah. And did you ever give them a shit ton of money so that that server could invest in a business venture? Well, I famously have a lot of money. So yes, yeah. to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically like they met this guy at the hotel and next thing you know, they're going in on a business deal together, which again, seems really weird. Why are you getting, why are you becoming business partners with what seems to be a random 20-year-old pool attendant? 20? He was 20 at the time. Like, again, weird. That's strange. So this is where all the pool boy jokes began a couple of years ago. Because it's like, what? why? What is the relationship here? That doesn't make any sense. So people were like, does Falwell himself have something going on with the pool boy? And he would like write it off and say no. And he's like, no, no, no. He's he's a good guy. 
good family. They seem like nice people. We're just trying to help them out. And of course, we're investing our money. This is for us too. Like that was kind of his response to all of this. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing necessarily morally wrong with this unless you know the fact that he's drinking. It's just odd. It's just odd. That's exactly it. And so, okay, now let's cut to a year later. We're still on this story somehow. <laughs> we like we find out from Reuters that basically uh, it should be noted. So that story came out in 2018, uh, the one I just mentioned with the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But in 2016, Falwell became important because he's not just the head of Liberty University. He's a guy who right before the Iowa caucuses in 2016 came out in support of Donald Trump. Um, Like he's the first really high profile white evangelical who said, yeah, yeah, I know everything you've all said about Donald Trump. I know his behavior. I know his past. No, he's not one of us, strictly Mm -hmm. speaking, but I support him. And as soon as like Falwell did that, that kind, the dam kind of burst and a lot of people started glomming on him. And that was, again, that was weird for a bunch of reasons. One of which was that Ted Cruz was still in the race. Ted Cruz really is one of them, mm-hmm. like uh, an evangelical Christian. Ted Cruz announced that he was running for president at Liberty University. <laughs> like that's kind of where if you had to bet money on who evangelicals would support in that race, that would have been your guy. Sure. And if it wasn't Ted Cruz, it would have been one of the gazillion other people running at the time. And yet Jerry Falwell was like, nope, I'm on the Trump train. And that made zero sense. Okay, so we're back in 2019. After the pool boy story has kind of died out, they're doing their court battle behind the scenes. Who knows what's going on there? But this seems like a separate story. And maybe it's not. Okay. Because it turns out uh, in 2019, Reuters said Michael Cohen who was Trump's lawyer, the guy who has now been like jailed. Uh, Now he's out of jail. Now he's writing a book about Trump. He's going to be on Maddow next week. I don't know. It's crazy. But Michael Cohen was involved in stopping Falwell's like risque personal photos from leaking to the world. (laughs) Like how the hell did Michael Cohen get involved in this? And it may have been that the, quid pro quo may not be the legal term correct one here but basically michael cohen's like i'll make sure those photos never get out i need you to endorse trump <laughs> so wait a minute just what, like jesus did just like jesus what photos are we talking about why is the head of a christian university even taking or having any risque photos what are we even talking about And as far as we could tell, it was like, even if it's between husband and wife, like, all right, you do you. But why would those pictures come out? Who would have those photos? This is weird. So, again, all of that seems weird, but you never saw those photos because apparently Michael Cohen suppressed them or he got them. It was effective. And so all of this is happening. It's like, what the hell's going on with Jerry Falwell? Like, what is up with his sex life? What is up with the pool boy? It is technically nobody's business. Mm-hmm. But also the, the web that he is creating here is just becoming insane. Yeah, I kind of want to take a step back. There's yeah. echoing in my thing. So if I stop okay. talking, because I'm confused. Um I, so the thing about this is none of this is certainly illegal. 
Nope, nothing's illegal. And really necessarily none of it is immoral. The problem right. comes when... like husband and wife, even in a Christian relationship, yeah. pastors, even the most conservative pastors will say, once you are married, have at it, do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, because that's how it works. Um, yeah. <laughs> the problem comes when... And we see this across the board, and this is why when uh, anti-gay senators or whatever or or pedophile priests, well, that's a mess for many other reasons, mm-hmm. but it is them talking out of both sides of their mouth of you can't drink and you can't have sex and you can't do this. But I can for right. no specific reason. And again, the sex thing wouldn't be an issue because within the boundaries of marriage, even yeah. by their fundamentalist type of definition, everything we just said is fine. But you're right. right the alcohol thing is total hypocrisy. By the way, there someone made an accusation, maybe it was in that original uh, uh, Brandon Ambrosino piece, that Falwell was at a nightclub in South Beach. And... Fall was like, I wasn't at a nightclub. I wasn't drinking alcohol because Liberty students can't do that. Uh And the owner of the nightclub is like, well, I looked through photos that were taken that night because he has his own media people taking photos of the nightclub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And it was like a Where's Waldo picture, but they found Falwell holding alcohol and dancing in the club. And it's like, dude, that's you. You're doing the thing that could get a Liberty student expelled. Like, there is hypocrisy here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's... I think that's the most infuriating things about kind of conservative Christians and right-leaning people in general is they sort of preach this purity of if you're poor, you just have to work hard and mm-hmm. things will come to you or, you know, don't give into vices or don't do anything fun. Every dime you have has to go to like keeping a roof over your head because capitalism and then turn around and do this shit. Uh-huh. And it's and it's such an own goal. It's such a an unforced error because all you have to say is, "Yeah, booze is fine. Don't right." Like, if you're a drink wine, pretty famous. <laughs> like I, that's all they had to do. Like they keep setting up these their own like weird structures that they can't hold up to, and then punishing others for doing the same thing. It, it's truly a a thing to behold. <laughs> And it's not even the only story of Falwell doing things that would get a student either punished, if not expelled. I mean, just to give you a quick list of things Falwell has done over the past like year or two, he we talked about this. He posted recently a photo on uh, Twitter that's like, fine, if the state is going to make me wear a mask, I'm going to wear this mask. And it was a picture of the governor supposedly wearing blackface. It's like, dude, that's don't post a blackface photo, even though I know what you're doing and mocking somebody. Yes. Um, he was targeting reporters who were on campus doing their jobs. He sued mm-hmm. them. He basically uh, was so racist that black athletes were transferring out of liberty. Like their star <laughs> athletes that they recruited were like, I can't be here. It's way too racist. There was a parent who's like, you're opening liberty like months ago when he announced this in the heat of the pandemic the uh fall was like nope we're totally reopening on campus and a parent was like well i have kids there and i'm worried about this and what did Fallwell say to that parent on twitter he called him a dummy oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Falwell, like, yeah, Falwell has lied about the origin of the coronavirus. He has censored the school's own journalists from doing their jobs. Um, so all of this is going on. Falwell's just basically a one-man wrecking crew to evangelical Christianity because he's <laughs> like the guy you point to when you're like, you're everything wrong with everything. What do you think it is about figures like Falwell who very obviously don't live up to the standards they set for themselves and yet are given a free pass by other evangelicals? Like, wouldn't it be easier for them to say like, ah, he's not pure enough. He's not good enough. And like kind of separate yourself from people like that. Why do you think you continue to protect him? It really strikes me as a Trump thing. Uh, Like the parallels there, I'm not the first person to say this by any means, but the parallels are there. It's like, is Trump really a conservative? Is he really a Republican? And the answer is no. There's nothing in his life that matches up with either traditional Christian values or even conservative Republican political values. Mm -hmm. But he's a useful vessel for those people to get whatever it is they want in exchange for what Trump gets power, money, whatever it is he wants. And so they're like, well, all you got to do is appoint these judges. What does Trump say? Like, yeah, I don't give a shit about judges. Fine. So he's a useful tool for Falwell. It's like, well, Liberty is a place that promotes this type of Christianity that all these families love. Mm -hmm. And the students who go there who are devout Christians are like, yep, this is what I signed up for. So if the guy in charge happens to be a total hypocrite or he's not living up to standard, it's like, yeah, but he enforces it. So you're saying it's easier to go like dance with the one that brung you then try to find somebody else to lift up to the same I, powerful I, position. And I would not. Yes. And I would also add, he brings in a ton of money, mm-hmm. like because it's him, because he's high profile, because he's on Fox news all the time, like donations and the ability for him to expand Liberty's online presence, like their online university. I know we, people make jokes about like Phoenix, uh, what is it? Phoenix university online or whatever. Like Liberty is pretty much that size. I mean, like the majority of their students are online students who don't give a shit about the Christianity thing, but they'll play the game because they need a degree Mm -hmm. and he's ramped that up. So like business wise, he's been doing a thing where it's like, well, we like the money he's bringing in. We like that he's making Liberty a bigger place. So we'll his personal stuff that he does. Who cares? By the way, the cost of that hostel that they helped the pool boy purchase, Uh it's a $4.7 million place. Falwell loaned the boy, the boy, the 20 year old boy, $1.8 million, including 800,000 for renovations. Oh, dang. That's why it's like, wait a minute. You, you go to a hotel, you met the pool attendant Yada yada yada. You're where loaning him 1.8 million for this thing. My question is, where does a 20 year old server get an additional three million dollars? This to may have been hostel. This may have been where it was the other business guy who was involved who sued them, saying like, "Well, I put up a good chunk of money too, oh. and now you're like pushing me out of it somehow." Um. So that's part of it. This is really giving me hostile flashbacks, not to the movie, but just to (laughs) really. I lived in a hostel when I did a semester in London, and there was a bar in the basement. So that was 
that was a trip of many good decisions. Oh, by the way, I forgot to add one thing about those oh, yeah. supposedly risque photos mm-hmm. uh, that Michael Cohen was said to suppress. You know how we found that out at all? Because huh. he told comedian Tom Arnold on his podcast. Oh, Christ. Cohen said these are photos between husband and wife. The evangelicals are kinkier than Tom Arnold. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. That's your back. Yes. The hostel I lived in in London, the like six months after I left, it got condemned. Congratulations. <laughs> so, hostels are great. I think. <laughs> what a fucking pile of shit it was. I think I stayed in one in Switzerland and I think I didn't talk to anybody. I just slept and then left. And it was exactly what I needed. So I didn't care. Whatever. Yeah. It's like a literal flop house. It's a place to put your bed. You sleep with your bag around you. Because Pretty much. No one can steal this. in the <laughs> same room as you. <laughs> That's are exactly the best. it. Okay. So we cut to this week. Out. I think this was on Monday at this point. Out of seemingly nowhere. So anyway, Falwell's been doing all this stuff. Like, he, remember he posted that Instagram photo with his belly hanging out and his fly unzipped oh, with a random oh, woman? Too, huh? That was him too. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? And by the way, he was holding what seemed to be alcohol in his hand there too. No, it was dark water or black water. Was dark, yeah, black water. <laughs> like, what? All of this is happening. And it's like, dude, what the hell? Stop embarrassing everybody at Liberty. That's what people were just... I cannot emphasize enough how much these are unforced errors. These are, like, he posted for that picture. Like, it's one thing, like, the one where he was in a club. Like, first of all, just don't fucking do that if you're preaching all these values. But he posed for this picture on a fucking yacht. Like, how out of touch with humanity can you possibly be if you're like, oh, this will make me look like a real good Christian posing on a yacht with a glass of wine with my tummy hanging out, just like Jesus did. (laughs) It was, like you said, unforced error. And then, like, either Sunday or Monday night, he he speaks to the conservative website Washington Examiner, which, if you know nothing about it, it's a right-wing website. Uh And basically, the guy he spoke to is a Trump-like stenographer. He'll just post whatever Trump wants him to post there's hey, no hey. there's no context. It's Good whatever. Job, guys. But basically, Falwell tells this seemingly random dude for a right wing newspaper, um, I want to confess to you that my wife had an affair. It was short lived, but when we reconciled, but she had an affair with that pool boy. Uh-huh. And basically he said that former lover has threatened them for several years. And I guess it was about to hit the fan. So Falwell was revealing this to the writer to say, I'm tired of it. It's got to end. So I'm going to break the story to you. Here's what Falwell said in there. While we tried to distance ourselves from Granda over time, he unfortunately became increasingly angry and aggressive. Oh, Eventually, like he gave him money and he wants more money. <laughs> money is something that people like. That's true. Eventually, he began threatening to publicly reveal the secret relationship with Becky Falwell, Uh-oh. his wife, and to deliberately embarrass my wife, family, and Liberty University unless we agreed to pay him substantial monies. So basically, they more? hadn't. More, well, they had an affair, and what Falwell is saying is the pool boy is going to tell the world 
that he had an affair with my wife. Uh-huh. And unless I give him money, it's blackmail, it's extortion, whatever it is. And basically Falwell saying, before he does that, I'm coming to you and telling you this is what happened. And by the I'm way, that. <laughs> yes. this is Reynolds pamphlet. <laughs> get in, yep, get in front of the story. Uh, history repeats itself very clearly. <laughs> And he also I said, it, "Jerry Falwell is the Hamilton of 2020 all oh, the dear, time." Stop it! Stop <laughs> that. He also said something like he was struggling with like low grade, not clinical depression from all this. Yeah, like, so it, we, it, it's pandemic. Everybody is. Well, <laughs> yeah. like me. It was also weird. He's like he painted himself as a victim. He said this affair had been going on for years. Who knows how long he had theoretically like known about it. Affair. I thought it was just not a one-time what? thing. Oh, it was a long-term affair, and he basically threw his wife under the bus. Like you know, she did it. She's really sorry about it. But now this guy's trying to extort us. Listen, here's the thing: if you're Becky Falwell, Falwell, yep. and you're married to Jerry Falwell, and you can't drink. <laughs> she deserves is to fuck a hot pool boy like let her live her life don't throw her under the bus jerry and again if this is all it was honestly i wouldn't i hate Falwell. i wouldn't care i don't care what he does in his private life i don't care what drama they have in their private life it's their business it's not our business yeah. it's the hypocrisy that is problematic and also, I kind of want to know what the hell is going on because it seems like it's not just personal drama. It seems like it's part of this giant scheme that somehow involves Trump, like everything that <laughs> happens anywhere. So like, what the hell's going on? So I, one of the questions that came out when he revealed this uh, to the Washington Examiner is, why is he doing this now? Why is he telling random dude out of nowhere this story? Uh-huh. Um, and like, if you told the Washington Post, for example, I'm making that up out of nowhere. But like, if you told the Washington Post reporter, hey, listen, this guy's extorting me. I want to come out and tell my story. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would have ignored you? They totally would not have. No. They would have run with it. It would have been a credible publication. It would have gotten a broader reach. But they might have, like, asked follow-up questions, which is apparently a thing he does not want to do. <laughs> Very true. And so one of the, specul- the the speculation online among reporters and among people who follow Falwell is, like, he's trying to get ahead of something. He's trying to beat a story. But what story? What's yeah. going to come out? What is the bombshell that is going to drop that he's trying to get in front of? Because, like, he's trying to paint himself as a sympathetic figure but he's not. He's Jerry Falwell. Yeah. So what is going to come? And then the next morning, we found out <laughs> what he was trying to get in front of. And this is, I'm going to mispronounce his name, from Aram Aram Rostin of Reuters, who's a guy who broke part of this story years ago, mm-hmm. who clearly knows the pool boy, has talked to the pool boy uh, for years. He published a story from Giancarlo Granda, the pool boy. And basically, I think here's my take on it. He must have spoken to this pool boy about something. They were preparing this story. They go to the Falwells to get comment on it, as any journalist with, you know, worth of salt would do. And so the Falwells may have offered a comment, but also they're like, well, we're going to beat you to your own story. 
So that's why Falwell went to this paper like exactly the night before. Um, but okay, here's what the Reuters story uh, said. The Reuters story said starting in March of 2012 and continuing into 2018, Granda told Reuters that he did have this sexual relationship with Becky Falwell, and I'm quoting now, while Jerry Falwell looked on. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> More from the story. Oh, so good. Granda showed Reuters emails, text messages, and other evidence that he says demonstrate the sexual nature of his relationship with the couple who have been married since 1987. Quote, Becky and I developed an intimate relationship and Jerry enjoyed watching from the corner of the room. The corner of the room is the most beautiful <laughs> detail of that. I think American Atheists or any group like that should start giving out a corner of the room award to the most hypocritical Christian of the year. That's very I'm good. Putting that out there, anyone can steal that. Um, but Grande is now 29. He said basically from 2012, these the sexual liaisons happened multiple times a year for about six years. He said they took place at hotels in Miami and New York and at the Falwell's home in Virginia, which again, I do not care. It's, it's consensual. I don't care. I I think it's funny and I think it's easy to make jokes about. I don't want to kink shame. I don't care what Falwell does. I don't care if he wants to watch. None of that matters. That's not the issue. By the way, Liberty University used to have a rule at their school. I think they've laxed it since that said, if you're hugging someone, there's a three second time limit (laughs) (laughs) because you don't want to get aroused by that. Like that's Liberty University and meanwhile, the head of the school is like, no, no, go on with my wife. I'll just be here in the corner. Wait, wait, wait. The corner of the room where it happened? Is that anything? <laughs> that's, that's the Hamilton song. <laughs> is that anything? No. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think the most important thing that we learned in the last couple of weeks is it's better to be Jerry Falwell's life than Ben Shapiro's wife. <laughs> Who doesn't. Uh, it never suffers from WAP, uh, <laughs> right? And she's um, concerned about you. She's, she's very concerned. About your yeah. right? <laughs> um, yeah. By the way, if you're the Reuters reporter, you must be like, okay, pool boy, I hear your story, but I need evidence. Like, you got to tell me what this evidence is that you have. Here's from the Reuters story. The material Granda showed Reuters includes screenshots from what Granda said was a FaceTime conversation he had with the Falwells in 2019, Uh-oh. during that call, Granda said, Becky was naked as the yes. two discussed their relationship while Jerry peeked from behind a door. Peeked from behind uh-huh. a door. Okay, so what we're learning here is that Jerry Falwell has like a cuckold fantasy, which is fine. Yep, yep. Cannot stress enough, do not care. But... This is the funniest fucking thing I've heard in years. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to find the delicate balance of understanding that what people do in the privacy of their own home is Mm -hmm. their own business and reveling in the hypocrisy of this asshat who thinks that he can hold everybody to this moral purity level that even he can't reach. Right. By the way, if Granda Granda was a student at Liberty who engaged in sex with someone who was not his wife, he could be expelled from the school. 
and would but be. like not only I mean he's not a Liberty student so whatever but the fact that the Falwells are con- like telling him to join them is just ah the the hypocrisy there um <laughs> see this is the problem that people do this is the problem with like the Trumps and with Falwell of like be a rich asshole and then live your life and nobody will care but as soon as you like decide you want to become a public figure now all of a sudden i have to care about your gross sex right life. i don't want to talk about jerry Falwell's sex life i don't want to spend an entire episode talking about <laughs> no but that's the thing like trump will be like nope we got to root out the swamp well he is the swamp it's it's i'm always gonna say this stuff and you should never take these people seriously you just follow what they do because that's how they show you what they care about uh-huh. Um, never listen to just what they say because Falwell will say anything about anything and clearly it doesn't matter. Um, Just to add to this, this is from a separate story that has come out this week. How did these two people even meet each other really? Yes, at the hotel. Yes, at the pool or whatever. Apparently the story is Becky Falwell said to the guy who, like you mentioned, he's like this hot 20-year-old kid at the time. Uh She's coming on to him saying, like, you're flirting with these other girls. You should be with someone who has experience or don't be with these girls who are inexperienced. Like, it's a very much she's coming on to him. I've been writing this old D for years. I can show you. <laughs> too. <laughs> so all that is coming out. And by the way, clearly, whatever screenshots or sects or whatever fell into the hands of Michael Cohen at some point. And I guess the story was Granda could have released this in 2016 um, before Trump's election. And Michael Cohen, I'm, I'm guessing here, this is me speculating, Cohen must have convinced him not to do it and or to destroy the evidence of it so that it didn't come out, which clearly there's still screenshots mm-hmm. like because he gave them to Reuters. But like that's what didn't come out in 2016, which would have, I don't know that it would change the election, but it would have been, oh, by the way, that evangelical support, it's coming from this guy. Look at this picture or whatever. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else to to point out here. You know, off the top of your head, did Falwell and Trump have any kind of relationship before Trump got into politics? Uh, formally, no. I don't believe they did. Uh, they must have talked a few times, I'm sure. Sure. But not not a close relationship. Again, when Falwell endorsed Trump in 2016 before the caucuses, that really, even for Falwell, that seemed to come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he defended himself saying like, no, 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 this is the guy we need to shake up the system. This is the guy who I know he doesn't live it, but he does believe in our values or whatever. Yeah, he was saying this stuff at the time, but it was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just interesting that Falwell has had access to Trump's fixer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. with, it, it's just... I keep going back. There was a story that was... I can't even remember how many years ago it was because time has no meaning anymore. But there was a time during a court thing during the Mueller investigation that they said, like, Michael Cohen had helped a few different people. And the one that they revealed in the courtroom was Sean Hannity. <laughs> and everyone flipped the hell out. <laughs> and Hannity had to say later, why? Why is this a big deal? I had some real estate questions. I asked him. There's nothing corrupt about it. 
Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of disappeared. Real estate questions you ask like your sister-in-law who's a real estate agent or an attorney. Like that's not the thing you got to fucking Michael Cohen with. So anyway, the morning this Reuters story comes out, first of all, you threw, Falwell threw his wife under the bus saying she had an affair. She regrets it. And like, I suffered depression. Dude, you were in the corner of the room watching for six years. What, what are you talking about? It's just in the corner. My hands were literally tied. That's another thing I'm into. That's a part of this story that I don't think's gotten enough attention. The fact that not only did he lie about it, he lied less than 24 hours before it came out about it and tried to garner sympathy for something he was a part of. By the way, I should say the Falwells deny all of this stuff, but they're not they're not really refuting the screenshots or anything. Like, I don't know what you're denying here. Here's my follow-up question. Did, hey, good morning, Michael. Did Jerry Falwell (laughs) also fuck this pool boy? There is no, uh, Giancarlo Granda has not said that. Evidence-based anything. I am asking you, haven't meta, if these two men fucked. My understanding from everything I've seen and everything I know about Falwell is that Falwell did not take part in any of this physically. Um... And again, if it happened, I don't care, but also the hypocrisy would be even better. Mikey just walked by and said, yeah. probably can't, which is a really fun wrinkle. <laughs> children. They do. Oh. oh, oh, I'm getting to the Falwell's children in a moment because it gets worse. They've been married since 87, you said? They've been married since 87. Yep. Okay. Um. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm scrolling through a million things. So anyway, that story from Reuters came out in the morning. By that night, there were publications saying Falwell had resigned from Liberty University. And then, by the way, like an hour later, Falwell's telling reporters from, by the way, credible publications, that's not true. I'm not resigning. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. What's going on now? And then, like an hour or two later, yes, he did resign. Yeah, there's a lot of whiplash this day. A lot of whiplash. But I, okay, let's talk about that for a second because he resigned over what apparently was the revelation that he's watching a pool boy fuck his wife from the corner of his room for many, many years. He did not resign, nor was he pressured to resign over the censorship of the paper, over the black water i'm holding this (laughs) lady's stomach with my belly hanging out photo from the racism from targeting reporters from calling the parent names lying about coronavirus none of that led to his resignation it was this which makes you judge liberty university itself like really this is the final straw for you not any of the things that should have been a final straw before like come on by the way This is not a story yet. I wonder if it will be a story. There was a story from, what was it, 2019, where we found out he also had a, this is also from Reuters, from the same reporter, Falwell approved real estate transactions on behalf of Liberty University that allowed his young male personal trainer to take over that property. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, huh? Basically, his twenty guy was the same different guy. guy. He's twenty-three-year-old oh. Benjamin Crosswhite. Why would Crosswhite is his name? Um, why would a twenty-three-year-old Liberty grad 
need or want an 18 acre sports slash fitness facility? Why did Falwell use Liberty's money to do that transaction instead of his personal money? Why didn't the trainer have to put up any money to get that property? Um, there's so many questions about that deal. I, I would say if you want numbers on that, the center would have cost $1.2 million, mm-hmm. but Liberty again, it's Falwell, but Liberty sold it to the personal trainer for $580,000, about half the cost. Mm-hmm. And then they loaned him all of that money at a generous interest rate while getting none of the money up front. And then after like a year, years later, they gave him another $75,000 loan to help with repairs and maintenance. Oh, they basically God. gave this 23-year-old a giant sportsplex. Why? Yeah. Why would you do it? Why would you give a random 23-year-old trainer any of this? And now that we know about the pool boy, I have questions. Um, while you were talking, I was just doing a tiny bit of research into Benjamin Crosswhite. Yes. First of all, he looks like a parody of a white guy. <laughs> um, but I'm looking up, he has like 200 followers, which I think is extremely funny because I'm petty. But yeah. in his banner picture, he has his whatever uh, gym thing. And then two, uh, Second Corinthians 12, 10. And I'm just doing a quick. Yeah. Google. That's why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. So he is comparing... Anytime anyone quotes the Bible verse out of context like that, I never... What was that passage? 2 Corinthians... 12.10. Never look up 12.10. Always look up 12 and figure out what verses are before and after it. Because like nine times out of 10, there will be something batshit insane right before or right after a verse. And that is way more fun to quote. I just really like this... So it's that's why for Christ's sake I delight in weakness and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh-huh. And I really like this sort of um like live, laugh, love lifting of of quotes from from the Bible. Cause can you imagine if Jesus Christ knew that somebody used the term for when I am weak, then I am strong? As a gym slogan, <laughs> like, do they think that's what he had in mind? This is what you're doing with my legacy. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, my sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest in me. That doesn't. That's that's Corinthians twelve nine. That doesn't sound like a good gym motto. <laughs> Okay, we're still going on this story because it gets weirder. So finally, Falwell did resign. And everyone was wondering, what's the hang up? Why was the whiplash going on? What's going on? Also, how, how awful do you have to be to have your father be Jerry Falwell Sr., the guy who blamed 9-11 on pagans, abortionists, feminists, gays, lesbians, the ACLU, and people for the American way. Mm-hmm. How bad do you have to be to be the most embarrassing Falwell when <laughs> that is your father? But he did resign. And then here's what we found out the next day. I think I'm taking us to like Tuesday now. <laughs> I'm trying to Jesus. work my way. No, maybe Wednesday. We found out. This. 
I don't care. This is too good. <laughs> we found out that he's getting a severance package from Liberty that was part of his contract. And I guess they were debating because uh, he was uh, because he left and he wasn't like foot pushed out by Liberty. He is entitled to a severance package uh, that is worth $10.5 million. <laughs> Million. Why? It's Falwell's, I'm quoting from the Washington Post here. Falwell said he will receive $2.5 million over 24 months, equivalent to two years' salary. Nice salary if you can get it. He will agree not to work for a competing university during that time. After two years, he'll get $8 million in retirement. And I guess the holdup and the whiplash was over whether he deserved any of that, and the board didn't challenge him on it. Just really quick, did Falwell give any uh, opinions about unemployment benefits or stimulus checks to people? Because nothing of the sort. You don't have tenure at Liberty University. There's no such thing. In fact, they basically have fired. Dottie gets it. I know it's horrible. They fire people on a whim. Like they got rid of their entire, was it philosophy department? Like over the summer and a couple professors were moved to different departments, but they basically have gotten rid of people just left and right. Um, It's not a good place to work, much less the school itself. Yeah. Um, Okay. Now we're coming on to yesterday. Uh, <laughs> it's still happening. There's still more. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, here's where his the, the Falwell's kids come in, because there's more. It turns out, like, Trey Falwell, who is their son, uh, who is, Trey? like, Trey, T-R-E-Y, who is part of, who used to be a, a Liberty student. Uh, this is back in 2008, so about 12 years ago. Uh, he was part of a band. Yeah, as, as are many, <laughs> as is expected. And they would practice. The Falwells have a big place to live. They have a barn, I guess, on their property. And it's a nice place to practice because you can make noise and no one cares, right? So they were members of the band. Well, a member of the band spoke to Brandon Ambrosino from Politico, the guy who broke the first pool boy story. Uh-huh. And basically, this guy said, I don't want to, he wants to remain anonymous. He doesn't want to be a punchline for the rest of his life. But he told a story that said in 2008, I was a member of that band. And I would practice with Trey Falwell in that barn. I don't know if there were other members of the band, maybe a couple more. But here's here's, <laughs> the, <laughs> here's the heart of the story. Uh, he said that Becky Falwell, the wife of the university's then president, Jerry Falwell Jr., jumped into bed with him and performed oral sex on him when he stayed over at the Falwell's home after a band practice. It's the prestige. <laughs> You thought all this other shit was whack? She fucked her son's friend. That's great for her. I am so into Becky Falwell right now. I am team. No, you won't be in a second. You won't be in a second. Um, because. Was again, he age? Yes, he was of age. Uh, again, age being like 22 at the time. And again, I, I know because I've seen it already online. A lot of like Reddit commenters are like, nice, nice, whatever. <laughs> as, as is always the case because of that double standard. If it was like Jerry Falwell and a 22-year-old Liberty student who was female, like mm, that's just creepy as hell. Mm. Um, but also, here's the issue. Uh, the kids said 
Uh, I'm quoting here. I know this sounds salacious and it think of it as no wait, this is creepy. A few nights later, he stayed the night again. This is he was just staying and nothing happened. Uh, he said, I'm sorry, this guy decides to stay over at the Falwell's house one night. I'm lying in the bed and I hear like giggling to the side of me on the floor and pardon my <laughs> pardon my French, but I was like, what the fuck is that? I look over and it's Becky just, you know, in my room. I'm like, you can't be in here. This can't giggling? happen. Giggling. She leaves the room, but a few nights later, he stayed the night again. Again, Falwell came into the guest room where the then student was in bed. Sir, stay away from the Falwell's home. You're not Dude. safe there. I'm still... This time, she was more aggressive. The former student remembers that Falwell climbed into bed with him and quickly took down his pants. I was like, uh, what are you doing? The former student said she then gave him oral sex. And again, before you, any person is like, yeah, nice. Keep this in mind. Uh, the kid said, he's not a kid, but he said the experience, quote, incited a long struggle with both his faith and mental health. It, he's oh, not saying- raped this guy well i wouldn't go that far either he didn't say it wasn't consensual he didn't say he was like saying no it's had he said no there's no reason to think it would have happened so he wasn't like rejecting the advances but he wasn't seeking them out sure and by the way uh, even though that i think only happened a limited number of times if that um she continued speaking with him like through text messages and Facebook messages and basically saying like, Oh, Oh, I'm, I, if you didn't want it, like whatever, uh, I'm trying to find the exact wording here. But again, it's the idea, the lack of ethics that says not just, I don't care about the older woman, younger guy thing, but head of a university's wife coming on to a Liberty student who was a student at the time and her son's friend. And he could have gotten expelled for that. Um, had he, listen, if the kid in question had done the same thing, uh, totally consensually with his girlfriend at the time, they both could have gotten expelled because they weren't married. Um, Again, it's not about the act. I don't care what they do. It's the ethics. It's the hypocrisy. Uh And again, this time, this is going back to the pool boy story. Jerry Falwell said she had this affair with the pool boy and she like she made the mistake and we have reconciled our marriage as in don't blame me, blame her. Well, now it turns out, nope, she's doing this with other people, too. Now I really want to know about Benjamin Crosswhite. Like. (laughs) It's just the Falwells are just using Liberty as their little personal sex dungeon or something. (laughs) It's just creepy and wrong. Oh, my goodness. Like you mentioned, they don't have to be at Liberty. They don't have to be espousing these supposed Christian values. If they are just like Jerry and Becky Smith, you know what I mean? And they're random people doing this and she likes hitting on younger guys whatever go do your thing no one cares oh i'm sorry you know what she said at the hotel to the pool boy those to the younger he said she said to the pool boy who younger girls were hitting on him she said those girls don't know what they're doing you need someone with more experience yeah girl Uh uh-huh but again so this is these are the people who are leaving 
Becky Falwell has not really said anything other than I deny what's happening, blah, blah, blah. Or I deny, I think Fall, Jerry Falwell said like 90% of what the pool boys said is not true. Like, mm. first of all, percent. <laughs> yeah, which which 90% are you denying? Because you didn't specify. Also, they, we have screenshots, apparently, and all that. Like, what exactly are you denying here? Um, It's, that's, ah. Uh, Oh my god! I, I was thinking back to the last time there was a sex scandal of this nature, because again, Jerry Falwell may be arguably the most powerful white evangelical at a time when they have this much political power. Right. That's why this is like such a big story for a lot of people who might not otherwise pay attention to liberty. The thing that is anything equivalent to that that I could think of is like 2007, 2008, when George W. Bush was still in office, when Ted Haggard was the head of the National Association of Evangelicals. Uh-huh. At the, I mean, their relationship with the Bush administration was nowhere near as tight as white evangelicals and Trump today. But if you remember, Ted Haggard, the preacher of a megachurch in Colorado Springs, uh, he had been paying a male escort for a, a long period of time, the male escort said to like a radio uh, host, uh, yeah, I found out that Ted Haggard was the client I had been sleeping with or something. And basically, once that story hit the waves, because now you don't just have the affair, you have the homosexuality issue, you have uh, a whole bunch. I think the I spoke with the sex worker at the time that all this happened. And I think he was disturbed by how the sex work community had written him off too. Cause like he wasn't a hero to people for coming out. Like he was thrown under the bus as well. He never really got his life back. By the way, I tried getting in contact with him a while back and I think he changed his email. So I I hope he's okay. Uh, I don't know what happened to him since then, but I was saying like Ted Haggard was like the most prominent white evangelical gets taken down in this scandal and he just disappears. He is now, he's running a church somewhere else in Colorado, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a smaller church. He does not get in the spotlight. I have asked him for an interview. He has just politely said no. I think he's done one interview in the past several years at all. And it was mostly saying like, he's moved on. His family has moved on. They don't want to bring up the past. They just want to live their lives. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of quietly faded away, which I think is exactly what he needed to do. Sure. Whereas I can't imagine Jerry Falwell is going to do that. I he, he has two years where he can't work at another school. Uh-huh. First of all, after two years, what happens? Does he take over? I'm sure any Christian school would be like, oh, you can give us the power and prestige that Liberty had. Right. We'll take we don't care about your past. Like, Whatever. I mean, he uh, doesn't need to get back into the university game. He's rich as fuck. Just like right? live he your life, do, fuck pool boys. Like he can do whatever he wants. Ten point five million dollars will buy you many pool boys if you want. Like two thousand seven was also the year of the Larry Craig scandal. Do you remember that? I was in that airport and I made a specific uh, journey. I was like, I am here for a layover, and I know this airport is where the Larry. Craig scandal happened and I specifically found an article that explained where in the airport it happened and I was like well I got an hour to kill so I walked around the airport until I found the bathroom 
Because what was the story with him? Uh, so, well, first of all, there is a picture on the Wikipedia page of that very bathroom. Yeah, there um, is. <laughs> he, was a, <laughs> he was a Republican senator from Idaho, um, and he was arrested for lewd conduct in a men's restroom in the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. Um, he pled guilty and did not run. I think he was in a stall and he was like tapping his foot in a way that would have signaled like, yeah, come in this stall with me. And then he's like, or the stance, he had a wide stance or something. And he was just saying, no, that's just how I pee or whatever it was. Yeah. So according to the cop at twelve sixteen hours, Craig tapped his right foot. I recognize this as a signal used by persons wishing to engage in lewd conduct. Craig tapped his shoes, his toes several times and moved his foot closer to my foot. The presence of others did not seem to deter Craig as he moved his right foot. So it touched the side of my left foot, which was within my stall area. Craig then proceeded to swipe his hand under the, under the stall divider several times with the palm of his hand facing upward. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I visited the shrine. When I was at that layover, I remember him, but then he left and you haven't heard from him since. And yeah. Jerry Caldwell will not do that. What are we doing now? Who? Yeah. Who cares? Um, my, my favorite thing, uh, and this is genuinely just makes me happy is that Liberty university on the same afternoon on Monday, when the Reuters story broke about the pool boy, it was also the first day of classes at Liberty university. And they posted a tweet clearly scheduled in advance that was just like, go up in the afternoon. It said, it's here, the first day of classes. What class are you most looking forward to this semester? (laughs) This is hours after the writer story goes up. I'm just, here's a sampling of some of the answers. Is tuition cheaper if I watch from the corner of the room? What classes do you want? Being lectured to about morals while Jerry Jr. watches some young kid bang his wife. I'm looking forward to Mr. and Mrs. Jerry Falwell uh, Jr.'s motel lecture on how a trinity is formed. I don't want to participate, so can I just sit in the corner and audit the class? Glory! Um, What's the class where they let you form study groups of three and I can watch my two partners do all the work? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to participate. Can I just audit a course? They have since... Uh, Liberty has deleted that tweet, sadly. Oh, I wonder why. I know. <laughs> I just, wow. Wow, Hemet. I really wish uh, I was drinking for this episode. Um, wow. So what do you, th- what do you, do you want to make a call? What do you think is going to happen next? Do you think he's going to try to fade into obscurity or do you think he's going to lay low for a couple of years and pop back up somewhere? I think he'll lay low. He's going to continue un- undeterred. I, I I do think he will, unless there's more stories, I have no doubt someone is pursuing the personal trainer story uh-huh. to see if there's more there. And maybe now, oh, by the way, the guy who said Becky Falwell, like gave him oral sex years ago, he said he had told a couple of people, friends of his about this because he was traumatized by it at the yeah. time. But the reason he didn't, want to come out with this story anytime before now is one he didn't want to embarrass liberty he didn't want to like embarrass the falwells this because all of that happened like a year after falwell senior died he didn't want to add to any of that 
that mess. Um, and he also said he didn't want to be the punchline to like whatever jokes people want to make about it because he knew they would make jokes about it and stuff. He's coming out now because the pool boy told his story. So now this guy came out with his. And I wonder how many more shoes are there to drop? So I think that's an open question. We don't know how many more stories about Falwell are in the works as we speak. If there are no other stories, I think he will fade away for at least a little while. I mean, it's kind of easier to do that because Trump, who he's associated with, hogs the limelight anyway. So it's relatively easy to fade away right now. But I can't imagine he would stay away long. Maybe he does another business venture. Maybe he I he strikes me as the sort of person who can't not be in the limelight, in the right. spotlight. So I don't think he's going to just disappear a la Ted Haggard, who, as far as I can tell, seems genuinely, uh, repentance, not the right word, because, uh, but embarrassed enough that he's like, okay. I, yeah, and he just was like, I just want to do my own religious thing and not be bothered by people continuously asking about a thing that I'm ashamed of. Okay, this is my pitch. Yes. How this is going to end. He fades away. And then, say, June June 2022. Yeah, huh? He gives an interview to... Not the Washington Examiner, but something <laughs> bad. That he and Pool Boy and Becky are in a thruple. Yeah. Very yeah. happy. They yeah. figured out what works for them and their relationship. Yeah. Um, I, by the way, the pool boy wants nothing to do with these people. At no, this no, no, don't ruin my little, it could part. be a different, it could be a different pool oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Personal trainer kid. All right. They're in a thruple. Yeah. Jerry can do all the watching from the corner. He wants and needs. Yes. And he just plays a cuckold for the rest of his life. I'm into that narrative. I'm dude. You do you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. care what these people do. I yeah. care about the hypocrisy. Here's I hear the gossip about them, but I don't oh, yeah. morally care about anything. That's up in OnlyFans page with <laughs> very soon. Oh, I would pay for that though. <laughs> Becky Falwell is going to set it up very soon. That's how they, and then you got to tithe on the OnlyFans money you take in. That's how it works. <laughs> but the tithe is just like a down payment on a yacht. Just <laughs> 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 plan. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh my goodness. Jesus, gracious. these people. I don't, I had other stories and I don't even care about them anymore. You're not even going to talk about the RNC? It happened and it was terrifying. I was really mad. I texted you the other night, like, I just took an edible. Should I watch the RNC? And you didn't <laughs> back. So I didn't watch it. I watched 30 rounds. Probably when my kids stole my phone. I don't get any messages. Oh, good. Now your kids know that I do drugs. Yes. They can't read, thankfully. So you're okay. <laughs> Neither of them? Aren't they like nine? I Yeah, they should have been literate many, many years ago. <laughs> uh, I'm going to blame the pandemic on that. But they can watch YouTube videos like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten a call from your son in a while, so tell him I say hi. I will. He'll call soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is totally random, but I, I heard it. Yeah, really please. Quick. If people don't know the context of that, Heaven's toddler son constantly like Fa FaceTime is FaceTime is on my phone and they know how to call everybody because they see the pictures. Yeah. And I'm frequently the last person you called. So I, <laughs> I 
was like eight times in a night. He just kept calling Sounds me. All right. I'm not like I'm not wait. I'm not chatting with Heaven's son on the side. We changed the passcode on one of the phone or the iPad or something, and holy shit, all hell broke loose in the house. God. <laughs> and I know this is totally random. I was on a long drive over the weekend or earlier this week. And I had a chance to listen to a podcast that I really enjoy. And I want to give it a shout out. Okay. Um, American Scandal is the name of the podcast. But they had like a six part series earlier this year on the siege at Waco and David Koresh and the fire that happened there and yeah. all of that. And like I knew bits and pieces of the story. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the entire story because it happened in, what was it, 94, 93, 94. Like, I was not conscious at the time. I was like 10. Um, but, like, I didn't know the details of it. And so hearing that story and the way it was presented and all the details that went into it, uh, <laughs> like, all of that was just fascinating to listen to. And honestly, the way they presented it, I thought was fairly objective too. Like they're not making fun of their religious beliefs. They're literally saying, this is what they believe. This is how it played into how all this shit went down. Yeah. Uh, So it's called American Scandal. Just search for the Waco series. Uh, Really good. And the storytelling was just awesome. I went down a real rabbit hole on Waco a couple months ago. Um, and it was really, so I watched, there was a mini series about it, which is what kicked it off. And then I watched a couple of documentaries about it. And it's really interesting because it is a story that I am watching where there's no heroes. Mm-hmm. Like David Koresh, I mean, obviously the people who died are victims and all that stuff, but like David Koresh is not the guy I'm rooting for. And I'm certainly not fucking rooting for the cops who rolled right. a- into this compound for no specific reason like it it is such an interest I, I, I can't think of another story that I've watched and gotten really invested in that I'm like I'm not really cheering for anybody I'm just sort of watching the train wreck <laughs> but yeah it's really- and that's exactly what it was it was sad and it was a train wreck and it's what was surprising is like oh it could have all been avoided very oh. easily so easily it was it was a, a true tragedy i don't mean to like undermine yeah the fact that a lot of people died during it but it's just oh. such a it's literally just like what happens when toxic masculinity gets out of control of like well we brought police cars out of their property we can't just leave that would be weak <laughs> why are you here unclear but i know once i've committed i have to follow through and murder all these people so uh, messed up huh. uh, so, I don't have anything else anymore. Yeah, I've got a couple things. Um, if you have been following, if you're a Patreon donor and you have been following uh, our lost situation, Mikey and I decided to re, my husband and I decided to rewatch Lost during quarantine. And it turned out one of my best friends and her boyfriend were doing the same thing. So we've been recording um, season recaps and we just finally finished Lost. It took us all like this far into quarantine to finish it because we were so fucking sick of watching that very dumb show. <laughs> um, no, it like the beginning. Did you like the ending? No, no, no. Yeah, course, me neither. It was actively bad. Um, but so we recorded like a two and a half hour episode where um, not only did we discuss the ending a little bit, but we also played um, 
this game that Leslie and I do sometime where we just list all the characters. We did this for the end of Gilmore Girls. We list all the characters and just say, do you love them or do you hate them? It's binary. No in between. Okay. <laughs> and so and you like or hate more people. Uh, we hated a whole lot of people. Yeah. Um, there were some interesting, uh, interesting. It, it just sparks a weird discussion about like whether a character is objectively good or bad. It was dumb. It was a lot of fun. We recorded it on my husband's birthday. It was it was fun. So it's up. I had to stitch it together because their <laughs> their internet kept dropping. I don't know. Maybe Kentucky doesn't oh, no. have internet, and so I had to like stitch together like six different recordings of us battling <laughs> about Lost. It was a mess. Um, also, what else? Uh, my husband and I have a podcast called Cooper Duper. Um, if you are looking for something to watch, we are rewatching Twin Peaks and recording episodes about it. Uh, we just found out who killed Laura Palmer. is very exciting for everybody. Um, that's happening. Um, I think that's all I have to... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to do a five-star. Sure. While she is finding that, you can find me at Hammond Meta on Twitter. Jessica is at Blueberry at B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. And you. you can support our show with uh, patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast or I assume uh, OnlyFans slash Becky Falwell. I assume that's where this is going soon. <laughs> Can we buy that URL and redirect it to friendlyatthispodcast.com? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here's the most recent five-star review. Not sure exactly how to feel about it. Maybe you can <laughs> okay. this one. The title, it's from PJ Manns. The title is... Jess is sexy and Hammond dot dot dot. <laughs> I'll take it. What am I supposed to do with that? Do you think you take the five stars and run <laughs> as a real estate agent who spends a lot of time on weekends driving around? I look forward to Saturdays because that's when I listen to the friendly atheist podcast. One of the things that I love most is hearing Jess go off about a topic and then hear Hammond's very dry response. <laughs> I think it's a great balance of emotion and facts presented God, we're like the fucking like comedy and tragedy masks, aren't we? <laughs> I'm um, glad to be tragedy. There you go. <laughs> uh, it's a great balance of emotion and facts presented in a very entertaining way without a lot of unnecessary sound effects, music, etc. Right, because we don't know how to do that. No. That you that you find on the other podcasts. I even love Dottie's comments from time to time. Uh, sir, it's D-O-T-T-I-E, not D-O-T-Y. Also, <laughs> my dog barked earlier. She was in a dead sleep and just jumped up and started barking. Dogs are weird. Um, which are st- okay. I even love Daddy's podcast comments from time to time, which are still better than anything that comes out of Joe Rogan's mouth. True. <laughs> Last week, I decided to stop being a freeloader and become a patron. Keep up the great work. Cool. Oh, thank, thank you. Supporting us. Um, hey, like, have we- I-, I hope we've been properly uh, grateful for people who have been supporting us. This has been a like super whack time. And um, it, it means a lot that people are, are willing to to support us, which is good because I've been freelancing for a place for six weeks and I still haven't seen a paycheck. One so day. My only income. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it. Do you have anything else? No, I'm good. We'll talk about Jerry Falwell part two next week. All right. Now I have to go eat lunch because it is still before <laughs> noon. All right. I'll talk have to you a soon. good one. Bye. Bye.